Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of King of the Ride podcast. Gosh, it feels great to be back at it. This episode first comes to you here in mid-March. It is just days after my first gravel race of the year, Mid-South, often called the season opener for many. It feels like the entire gravel world descends on Stillwater, Oklahoma for this event, Mid-South. Our guest today, you guessed it, Bobby Wintle, founder of Mid-South. Bobby and his team, they have... They have made this event feel like the epicenter of the entire cycling world for the weekend festival that is their event. Bobby wears many hats. He is a business owner with District Cycles. People come from all over the country to visit his shop. I don't know how many times I've used the term Pied Piper in relation to Bobby, but he is something of the Pied Piper for gravel. At his recommendation, I followed him to the Arkansas High Country Race, my first self-supported 1,000-mile bikepacking race that was in the fall of 2020. Why? Sure, I was interested, but largely it was because Bobby said it was awesome, and you know what? He was right. More to the point, like I said, Mid-South is a festival. Bobby is the lead singer of this festival. He is the driver of the bus. He is the lion tamer of this circus. As such, when we had made it all the way through the weekend, starting with the beer release party Thursday night, to the festivities taking place Friday, the running race that takes place Friday, we got through the race itself on Saturday late into the night, Bobby and I were then able to catch up amid a flurry of activity on Sunday morning on my way to the airport. He had already that morning wrapped up a group ride, a brunch, a bike giveaway, I caught him at this brunch. He had just previously had about mm, three hours of sleep overnight. So please beg his pardon because his voice is, quite frankly, gone. Regardless, Bobby is not one to say no, so we podcasted. As a result, please excuse the handful of interruptions. This guy, Bobby, is a magnet. And so when people see him, they want to say hi. And trust me when I say... You want to come to Mid-South in 2023 and meet Bobby because he will make you feel like the most special person on the planet. I am entirely serious about that. If you want to feel special in other ways, you need to look out for number one. You need to look out for yourself. Affording the time and money for a daily massage is, is more than a bit of a stretch. If you're traveling a lot or racing a lot or training a lot or just on your feet a lot, you know that feeling of heavy legs. You know that subsequent workouts are going to be compromised and you know that you're not going to be performing at your best. Now look, we know that compression boots have been out for years. Recovery boots, as you may call them. I've used many of them over my time in the sport and I've seen their considerable improvement over that time. They have gotten better. They may have gotten more compact, easier to use. And quite frankly, the price has finally dropped within reach. Enter Therabody's Recovery Air Jet Boots. They are a first-of-their-kind wireless and tubeless system, as in you are not hooking up a base pump to the corresponding boots. They are literally two boots, and that is it. They are go-anywhere recovery. You're going to boost circulation. You're going to clean up a metabolic waste. You're going to reduce soreness, and you will clear yourself of those heavy legs. So look, sit back, relax, recover. Go to therabody.com slash king, K-I-N-G, to get your Therabody Recovery Air today, starting at just $699 or as low as $59 a month with a firm plus 
With Recovery Air's 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping, there is no risk. Again, therabody.com slash king. Okay, let's kick it off, my friends. Our King of the Ride conversation with Bobby Wintle. Let's go. a.m. Sunday. The sun is out. There's not a cloud in the sky. The wind is blowing. It's a little breezy. Um, I I was double fisting, but I finished my mimosa and now I'm on to my Bloody Mary. You've got a delicious mimosa right there and a brunch, plate full of brunch right in front of you. I'm very excited to put a mic in your hand because if anyone knows Bobby Wintle, if anyone has been to Mid-South. If anyone has been to Stillwater in general, you know that Bobby Wintle is a rock star. Which also explains why he has no voice right now. Nope, none at all. None at all. Bobby Wintle, for one, congratulations. And two... Thank you. Scale... I don't want to say scale the one to ten. Give me the one word. How do you feel right now? One word. So... Eh, I can't say so. One word. It's a test. 100. 100. That was perfect. That was the best of both worlds. 100. <laughs> uh, speaking of numbers, what time did you go to bed last night? 2 a.m. Respectable. Yeah, we had an early night. So the benefit of that is you got to watch Daylight Savings Time either start or end. Well, I did. I <laughs> wasn't paying attention to it, but I did, yeah. yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, we've had, speaking of weather, so we've had... We've had some funny weather. This is wild. Uh, Never before, by the way. Right. The previous the previous edition of this event in person was a muddy, <laughs> muddy mess. The previous edition that I had been to, 2019, my first time here, we podcasted after that, was was beautiful. And then we had the snow year, and then we had a COVID year, and then, what, 48 hours in advance, we had... Uh, Legitimate snowfall Like all the way snow Like Christmas snow Yeah Like not windy Mm -hmm. Like big fat Juicy Mm -hmm. Moist Beautiful flakes You know what it was? It was like It was Utah champagne powder If you had If you had big mountains You could have gone skiing here It was sick It would have Everyone would have closed All the burrito shops Would have been like (laughs) (laughs) What 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 was going through your mind? Hey Tell them What's up? Tell the people Tell them what? Who are you? My name is Alvin Escajeda. Yeah, who are you with? The concept team. Concept. From? Los Angeles, California. Let's go to the beach. Let's go. <laughs> I'll meet you at Santa Monica. Thank you guys for coming. I sound like trash. <laughs> you sound like a hero. So, what, What's going through your mind as a snowstorm is falling? I knew, all right, I, I've been on the course so much. Yeah. And it's been so dry. Yeah. And we've had burn bans for months. And yeah. I was actually, so Saturday night, last Saturday, we've never done a Jeep, a Jeep club, Red Dirt Jeep club, like pre-ride. Uh-huh. We always do a really big pre-meeting at the shop. And, dude, all the stories come out. You know, a lot of them smoke cigarettes, so there's, like, cigarette breaks. And, like, we're talking through everything, and everyone's, like, you know, we're trying to, like, be as prepared for a mud year as possible. But we've never done a uh, we've never done a pre ride. So last Saturday we did a pre ride at 4 p.m. We got the sunset. We all walked down to the 52 mile marker to the creek, and they were just like looking at the the lead up. Yeah. And they were like, 
oh, we, we take out this tree and this tree and we can drive this whole thing. And I was like, what? And like, yeah, these trees will just go under the Jeep, but the big ones will cut out and we could drive this. Okay. And I'm like, you guys are the best. They're the best. <laughs> so anyway, sun goes down. Yeah. And the perspective changes, right? Okay. And last year, when we did socially distance and I rode it, I mean, it was all the way. It was, it was all the way to the top. Red mud walking with a tailwind downhill yeah. type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought, it's hard enough. But I know that there are roads up there that are harder. But I wanted, I didn't want to, I didn't want to alter Austin's course, my service manager, district, uh-huh. he made the course. So, anyway, when, when the sun went down, your perspective changes and yeah. you lose the horizon. And I started to get bummed out. Huh. And I was like, there's white rock everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Noble County, Payne. Pawnee County, they've been on it, and there's rock everywhere, and I'm like, this is not us. Yeah, yeah. They stole our roads, and there's been no rain, so you can't see the red underneath. But uh-huh. one rain or one snow, uh-huh. it fixes it. The red rises to the top. Every time, it just swallows it whole. It swallows everything. Like, nothing nothing can survive from so, the underneath. Yeah. Explain that to folks who haven't been here. When you're saying the white rock like they lay down the white stone which is good for presumably that's beneficial for driving on these roads it's really good for the the people that live on those roads and the farmers and stuff yeah because otherwise you get this delicious red peanut butter mud that will yeah gobble up drivetrains and derailers or be the fastest thing you've ever ridden on yes when it's like hard packed and not too dusty yeah and so there's like this it's like a one day. You get it for like maybe two days sometimes mm-hmm. as it dries after a rain. Yeah. Ah, so good. So then we got it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the 50K ultra marathon, the foot race on Friday, I, I really did. I really didn't think that there'd be any mud, but then they turned east on 68th, which is my all-time number one favorite road in town, yeah. close to town. And it was absolute madness. Uh-huh. And uh, Peter Vollers and Ansel took my forerunner because the bumble was broken. Right. And they were lead media both days. And I've never used the winch on my forerunner. They used it three times. <laughs> and I'll get you photos, man. It's like yeah, hub deep mud. You know, like 20, that was 20, for 20, the run. For the run. Holy so four smokes, miles. Man. Four miles of the run was all time. side, all time. Yeah. And they weren't going slow. No. I'm not a runner, but hearing the pace they were running. Three something. We Oy. did sub fours. Dis. Anyway, so. Okay. Fast forward to Saturday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, the mud is just relentless. The problem is that when it's muddy, the soil is so sandy mm-hmm. that it's like sandpaper. Mm-hmm. It's not clay, clay, sticky. It is sticky. It is clay, but it also has a sand. Uh, component to it. So your brake pads, your frames. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing stories of folks from 2020 who, for better or worse, well, actually, this we can take, we can make this story go in a couple of directions. Hazel was born, what, five days before Mid South 2020. Laura gave me her blessing to come here. You were stoked. It was gonna happen. Uh, we had this this we had a pandemic, which I do want to circle back to because that is of of considerable 
conversation as well. So let's just, we'll park that. We're going to table that portion yeah, of the conversation. Now in hindsight, knowing that you have created something that is far bigger than a cycling event, it's, it's, it is a running event. It is a double. It is so many things. It's a music event. It is a festival. It's a weekend endurance festival in Stillwater, Oklahoma. It is a freaking festival. It's so good. Like your main stage is is that in the location. It's not just a main stage in the middle of freaking nowhere. This main stage with a huge, what do you call that? I mean, yeah, it's a giant grassy lawn. It's yeah. like it's designed for concerts and you freaking rocked that out. And nobody in town has ever done that. They, we did a skating rink there once over Christmas and yeah. that was cool. The, the Visit Stillwater did that. Uh-huh. Was this your goal? Do you want a festival, or is this, All is this unfolded no, no, naturally? No. So do you know that since year one, uh-huh. Ryan Hendricks from Color Music, really great band here in town. They've been in band for like 15 plus years. Yeah. Uh, year one, I got a stage from Joe's, and we hand-built it right here, right uh-huh. in front of us. We're, in the main, right, we're at the finish line, right in front of District Bike Shop. Right behind the finish, year one. District wasn't even in this location. We were around sure. the corner on Main, a block away. And, but we had the finish line on 7th every year. And I had the stage. We hand-built it. And we have had live music every year since year one. Okay. Because, yeah, dude, I mean, I used to be in bands. I toured uh, in college. I was in In Your Honor with some of my brothers, like deepest brothers, deepest relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, I won't say their names because I can't talk much. But anyway... <laughs> In college, we had three jobs. We had girlfriends. We were leading worship at churches, at college youth groups. We wrote an album. We got signed to a small label. We were touring. And it was time for me and Crystal to, like, be together. Yeah. So it was either all the way, all the way, or or she came with us. Yeah. And, like, we were young. We were young, 19. Dang. And so no one else was ready for a girl to be in the van. And yeah. no, no offense to them, but... I, if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty impatient. And, like, I understand and I see a path to get a project done and I see a way for things to work. And they they do, too. They did, too. Uh-huh. That's what made us so bad. We were, in any way, music is my heart and soul. Bikes have just become the vehicle to share all the things that I love the most. Uh-huh. Community, love, acceptance. Nothing. There's nothing like live music to bring people together and to lift a, a mood or to let you be sad or to let you be hopeful or happy. And so I left the band. Chris and I got married in 2007. And then we started writing a business plan right away for a coffee shop. And then we were like, fuck it. Let's not be in the service industry. Let's do bikes. Because she yeah. and her dad, Billy Carnahan, got me into bikes. Huh. And we were running and they were like, let's do a 20 mile ride. And I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so music has been a part of the situation at Land Run and Mid-South since 2013, March 9th, since day one. That was the first event? Yeah. Okay. So 120 people, 120 people, nine states, and then a homie in Shawnee, Oklahoma, uh-huh. did all, like, you know, Xterra races with a guy from Canada. So we've been international since day one. Cheers to that. Cheers. I'm going to raise a Bloody Mary to that. So... That is, I mean, that's why I preface it with, there's a reason there's a microphone in your hand and why you're natural with the microphone in your hand. Yes. It's because music has been in your life, I want to say your whole life. When did My we, whole life. When? When? My whole life. Earliest memory? My mom and dad are <clears throat> Bob and Diana Wintel. Who we met at the beer release party. Great yeah. folks. My dad's. That was a blast. He's Bob Jr. Okay. I'm, I'm Bob the Third. 
my dad and my mom are like old school hippies that also love ball sports, which is funny. <laughs> um, rock, rock chalk, Jayhawk dad, rock chalk. And uh, I mean, dude, dire straits, dire straits, money for nothing, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. I was, I was four, four or five years old, headphones, okay. sitting down, plastic guitar that I didn't know how to play, didn't learn how to play. So my grandpa bought me a, a, a mini classical acoustic when I was like nine, but I didn't learn how to play until I was 15. And so I, I bought a Fender Strat. Mm-hmm. I still have it. Midnight Blue 2002. Mexican Strat. I've, like, put a Seymour Duncan Invader in it. Bye, Keith. Bye, Ruth. Bye. I love you. Bye. Anyway, been doing been doing music ever since. I was in a band called, um, I was in a band in high school. I was a lead singer of a punk band called Lesbian Gunfire. <laughs> so love it. Someone at the band room in the, in the practice said, another name uh-huh. and somebody misunderstood them they were like did you say lesbian gunfire and they were like no but that's it we got a new band name so LG, LGF we had to go by LGF at school mm-hmm. when we did shows at school and stuff because uh-huh. we had like seven local punk bands and prog rock bands in my high school in yeah. middle school so there's some older middle school kids like 8th grade and at any moment we all had the gear and we could just put on a show yeah. And so, unfortunately, we had some friends pass away from a really terrible skiing accident and a car accident, like, different times. One of them was my best friend, Matt Moore. Like, not best, but, like, top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the drop of a hat, we could, like, bring people together. And so, like, that's where that's where the intentionality, yeah, I think, potentially came from. And I was in choir in high school and college and, like, concert choir, like. And then we were in show choir and we we're dancing and doing stupid shit. Yeah, I yeah. still can't memorize lyrics worth of shit. <laughs> Country roads, so easy, dude. God. So anyway, like music though from the beginning. Yeah. Classic rock, Randy Travis. Yeah. Um, Brooks and Dunn. Neon, when Neon Moon came out, mm-hmm. I was in the back of my parents' '91 or '89 suburban, and I just I had a Walkman cassette and I just listen to neon moon like over and over and over and over and over and over yeah and music like makes me cry yeah the same way that trailers in the movie theater trailers at movie theaters with the me i cry every time even if the movie's stupid <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like nobody look at me i'm yeah. just in the movie theater just like weeping <laughs> i just got a very sad text don't 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 think otherwise <laughs> it's, it's the best uh, it's the best feeling to, like let it take you music it it does um um, you introduced me to the Arkansas high country and on my yes. way out there, you, you had told me, you're like, you know, you got to get some music, you got to get into it. And you said Sturgill Simpson. Yes. And I cannot tell you how many times I've listened to Sturgill Simpson since then. Can we get Sturgill here for next year? Sturgill, I'm calling you out. Sturgill, come ride bikes, brother. Um, what you have just said is what, what, what I have noticed in, in cycling in general, especially in gravel. I mean, almost exclusively in gravel, like it. There is something ethereal that happens. It changes you. It changes the way you look at society. It changes the way you, you treat your relationships. It introduces relationships. It, it, it lets you see the world in a different way. So I can't, I mean, it's almost, it's it's Venn diagram of music and cycling and then raised to this yes. upper stratosphere. And beer. And beer. And well, LaCroix and Sobo yes. Chico. That'll, that'll enhance and things. Old fashions. Oh, you know what would be really funny? We were talking about this at the finish line. It's cool the number of signature beers that are taking place at gravel events. Rooted Vermont, 
Vermont Overland. You guys are crushing it. I best mean, if we had I've a... been to best event I've been to since the gravel thing started, which rooted Vermont. Year you one. are too kind. No, camping on site. Yeah, chef, that was dope. Pizza, free pizza. Your kids went jet Colombia. skiing. <laughs> My kids went jet skiing <laughs> and tubing. Yeah, in a Vermont natural lake. Like, yeah, dude. Come on. It was well, crazy. Much appreciated. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, we need to have a beer tasting party to oh, honor the brewers go. who are making the signature beers. I think that would be so rad. We're on a tangent. Let's go. Let's get back to all things, all things Mid-South. Okay. Um, there's a reason you're exhausted. There's a reason you went to bed at two. There's a reason you don't have a voice, which is you, you make every single person at this event feel like you are their best friend, which is not an easy thing to do. It's easy to high five people at the finish line. It's easy to give them a hug at the finish line, but to watch what you do is a, it's a totally different ball game and totally different conversation. I imagine, I can't not even imagine watching what you do at the finish line and knowing that we didn't have a 2021 event because of the pandemic oh, must've like been a, a knife through your heart. Ted, I figured it out a few weeks ago, like maybe a month and a half ago. I've, I, the last two years, I've been having an identity crisis. My superpower, my superpower is bringing people together. I'm not good Fact. at running a bike shop. I'm not good at running a bike shop. I'm not a good musician. I'm not like professional at. It. I'm not good at. It. I'm not good at putting on a bike race. I'm. I'm not good with money. I'm. I'm not. I don't know. I'm probably. I'm, not, I'm really bad at a lot of. Shit. The one thing that I'm amazing at. Fact. I'm a human connection professional. Uh, enter the scene right now is Tyler Seams. Greetings. Greetings. That's at, my favorite salutation. At, at get wide. At get wide. Instagram. You should follow him. You should definitely follow me. Shout I don't out one word. Often, any spaces? Any underscores? All one word. Get wide. Get wide. Get Ted. Get Bobby. We're here now. Tyler, I love you. I love you. I love Tyler. He's the manager of the district. He's way better musician than me so you have a superpower my superpower is that bringing people together and my superpower became an evil thing during the pandemic bringing people together we couldn't have dinner together yeah. couldn't have friends over yeah we couldn't have mid-south we couldn't go to other races we couldn't go to any restaurant without feeling bad two little kids i can't imagine being a kid and didn't and then we're still trying to run two businesses, keep Mid-South afloat. Yep. And Salsa Cycles came on board and gave us 20 grand still during a pandemic year. So we could ship all the all the stuff back to people. And we we spent $20,000 on shipping for t-shirts and water bottles. Holy cow. I refunded, I, refunded, awesome. I refunded like 115,000 bucks. I just bought an Airbnb that I was trying to get off the ground with, like, uh, demo bikes, mm -hmm. hot tub, mm -hmm. ride with GPS in the kitchen, like, oh, QR so codes, cool. like, 20 mile, 50, like, what do you want? Yeah. What bike do you need? It'll be in the garage waiting for you. Champagne after in the fridge, hot tub in the back, fire pit, come. I still have it, thankfully, but I almost lost it. Yep. Would have been fine. Other people during the pandemic lost Everything. Some sure, people, I mean, sure, sure, millions sure. died, right? Yep. So it was, it, it felt like, you know, in Austin Powers. Yes. In Austin Powers, when the guys, 
they're in the Zamboni or whatever the thing is, and then the guy's like, but before that, before that, when the guy's like standing there, yeah, it's like the roll, the big wheel, the yeah. big flat, the, the big roll, steamroller, and the guy's like, no, oh! and he has time to take a breath. <laughs> that whole movie on that so guy, good. yeah. That's yeah. me in the pandemic. Yeah. Standing in front of Mike Myers, <laughs> Austin Powers, and then it just ran me over that slow. And it was looking me straight in the face. Yeah. And I, was, I had an identity crisis because for 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I get a break. Yep. We can't gather. We can't do group rides. We can't do socials in districts that we've been doing for eight years yep. with no advertising on Friday night at five. Right. We, like, had custom bike builds wrapped around them every week, moods or salsa or whatever. And... I, I couldn't do any of those things. So I was just like trapped. I felt trapped. Like I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. I gained, I gained 20 pounds, dude. I was like 170. I'm five foot eight. Holy cow. Yeah, dude. And like, I hide it really well, but it's all in my ass. It was all in my ass. I couldn't <laughs> wear any of my jeans. I did anyway. I blew uh, them out. Uh huh. So like January, right? January, this January, it's at the top of, of like, cases right right but i, I don't know I, I had some feeling that and everyone told me this variant was like whatever and it was gonna drop and i told everyone that you know i wasn't gonna hug everyone yeah because it's still happening right so i changed my mind yesterday morning yeah. uh day before friday morning uh-huh. and my whole team looked at me and they were like what the f- they were anxious. They did not like the hugging idea. No, they were just like we actually know they were okay with it. Yeah, but we had a, that extra side stage next to Zanotti's deck. Yeah, and the whole plan was like we were gonna have directors' chairs and like bookshelves and plants, uh, and I was gonna stay there and just yell at everybody yeah. from the stage. That'd and be so we set it all up to have the names pop up on the TV. And we had yeah. it all set, and Trevor was like, "Deal with the." F-. Yeah. Now we gotta move everything, but he was like, "Yeah, let's do hugs." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. did. And I, now I feel like my cup overfloweth, like to the amount of love that is inside of me, and like beat me outside of me, and inside of me is <laughs> it's something even, special. What. It's beyond something special. It is ethereal. It is. The, I was hanging out at the finish line, and I, I received my hug, and I felt like Bobby's best friend. And then what I explained to folks is I was like, just literally spend 60 seconds exclusively with your eyes on Bobby. Watch what he does. Watch how much energy he has. And then extrapolate that over the course of the next 12 hours because that is exactly what is happening. 14. 14 hours you're out there. Holy Plus cow. the day before. Well, yeah, uh, I get to, I'm, I'm, this is from one dad to another. I got, I pled my dad card and I said, hey, we're going to go get dinner. We, we went out and had dinner. We drove on the course where it's, I don't know, three miles to go. And you see this stream of lights. It's so cool how many folks are out there. I don't know. I mean, the entire freaking day. It is the entire day. Top to bottom, baby. Legendary. We have the, we have the fastest, the best. Yep. Dude. Cole, Patton, how, oh, how about that? What a show. Let's talk, yeah, what let's a show. talk about the event. Uh, Orange Seal certainly had a great run. They, they won with Payson on two occasions. Cole Patton coming away with a win, which is so freaking impressive because I don't remember the exact distance, but he basically did a seven-mile time trial with a group of hitters chasing. We were, at what? some point, we're just like, all right, we are sprinting for second. And Cole is going to win this. And it was fun. Like, this is what I love about the, the community of gravel. I'm talking to Dennis, Dennis Van Winden, who races for Orange Seal. He's a former contemporary of mine living in Girona, racing in the world tour. 
And he's like, yeah, Cole's got a really good coach. And I had a little laugh and I said, oh, I get it. You're his coach. They're teammates. Cole's a young, he's, I don't know, he's been chomping at the bit. And now he's freaking winning the thing. A um, little bit of that team tactics toward the end because then Dennis can come in. He has fresh legs and do a little sprint for the, for the second place. So gosh darn impressive. Let's jump to the women's race because with all respect to the men, the women's race was was far more impressive. 14th place overall at the time of 5.08, which probably would have won the event by 20 minutes four years ago. Our previous record was you and Payson and Doman. Okay. 2019, 5.04, which is nuts. She was four minutes off the record. But that was a 106-mile course also. Okay. And whatever. this was 102, but still, whatever. Incredible ride. Lauren, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm proud to have predicted the top two. Admittedly, I put it out of place. Lauren, huge hats off to you. Mo Mariah Wilson coming in 26th place overall, second place female. Incredible. And what I was thinking, what I, why I was stuck in my head about Orange Seal is yeah. Savella Blunk was in the lead most of the day and they came down to a sprint uh, for them to for a second third Sick. It, it did yeah and she got third oh that's so cool yeah, but she was Sevilla was yeah in it Instagram Mid-South Gravel Instagram we have highlights set yeah. up men's women's come back watch it all watch it again and again you so are good you, let's talk about you for a second Let's go to the okay. men's, men's race. I want to hear it from your perspective. We need to give it to the people because you hit the gravel and you went for it. You were going Perry Bay. You went for it. Tell me we, what was going through your mind. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. We got – I would characterize the event as straightforward. We know what we're going to get. We know that there are two, uh, let's call them questionable areas. Uh, there's the muddy section around mile 24, and there's going to be a single track dismount section that we know exists at mile 54. I'm aware of these things, but I didn't do my homework. So we went into both of these sections as groups of 20 or 30. Tell them about our phone call. Okay. Last weekend. Sorry. Everybody got this phone call, by the way. Yeah, I know. This is the funniest part. So, so I, I need to get a little... Recon. So I call my buddy Bobby and I say, Bobby, like, what do I need to know about the course? He said, it's dry, it's fast, everything's good. You're going to love it. By the way, there are these two sections. And then you take a selfie video. There you are at the intersection where the mud's going down. So here we are, mile, I'm going to say 24. Yep, yep, yep. There's this muddy section. Fast line is left. And here I am thinking that I have special intel. And then... Uh, at the end of the conversation, you're like, I've already told Payson and Pete about this. And then the next day I get an email that has all of the information also going out on it to everybody, which is truth be told, that is, I'm glad that is the case. We want democratization. We want, we want everybody to know 100%. what's going on. There is no secret intel. Let's all be on the same. Exactly. Same field. So by speaking of all being on the same field. We go into both these sections and in groups of either 20 or 30, and I think to myself, okay, can we be smart? Can we be cool? Can we get to the other side of this section and then, like, continue racing? It's just, it's like hitting the world's longest speed bump. Let's just get to the other side and then continue racing. No, all these knuckleheads go to these sections and then just completely rip it. Really? Come out the other side. Really? Look, I'm like... You're literally 60 seconds up the road. I have to close this stupid gap. There were So those are the two occasions that I thought to myself, I'm going to stop racing. I'm happy with where I am. My body is healthy. I have not crashed. I'm going to get to the finish. It's been a good physiological effort. 
But for whatever reason, I pushed really hard and continued battling to get back to that front group. Yes. And that's that's the that's that's bike racing, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So what about the beginning? Talk about the start. When you hit the dirt, what happened? What was going on? What was going through your head? Did you see that I went on this little yes, flyer? Yes, of course I saw. Well, the old, I literally did that. I went on a little solo attack because I know that Peter's driving, and I'm like, I'm going to jump up to Peter and just sit yes. on his back wheel because it's kind of cold, and we're doing this slow rollout, and at least the car is going to throw out some warm exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat behind the car, except Peter is a good driver, so he accelerates as, as the lead moto should, and then the next thing I know, I'm sitting alone for the next 10 minutes off the front. Which was lovely. It was gorgeous. The video of you out there by yourself made me like, everyone was saying that you were pulling a Perry Roubaix. Yeah. And I was like, if he does this. Go solo for 100 miles. It crossed my mind. It's funny. I thought about those moments of being alone at mile eight when it was mile yeah, 68. That? And I'm like, there's no freaking, it would be completely impossible. Have you seen the videos? I've seen some good images. That was the best part because Ansel's like, just stay here. The, the images are sick. It was crazy. It was like <laughs> you and a, a tidal wave coming after you. Where's that? The Mid-South on Insta? Highlight, highlight Reel and oh, Mid-South men's, oh, men's Race okay. on the Highlight Instagram. Well, now, folks, you know the real story. That is... I was just trying to stay warm. There is something about Oklahoma in the winter, in March, where it's cold. Right. Do you remember the last time that I was in Oklahoma? It was, it was February. No, it was oh, January thirty-first, yeah. which coincidentally Your is my birthday. birthday. Happy birthday! And we were in what town was that? Shawnee, Oklahoma. Shawnee for the Oklahoma Gravel Growler. And my dear friend Bobby said, hey, we're going to send a car. We're going to have a little birthday celebration. Why don't you make your way to District Bicycle? So the day before uh, the Oklahoma Gravel Growler, uh, you you made a cake and we had a party and it was yes. wonderful. Yes. And the, the, the whole reason I bring this up is because I sprayed champagne all over a bunch of bikes on the windows at District. <laughs> Everybody got mad that at me. That morning of the race and the previous year at at Mid-South and yesterday, there is something about the cold that happens in Oklahoma in, in February, March that it, like right. it pierces the soul. It does, dude. It's like, it's like a wet, it's like a wet, yeah. humid cold that just like cuts through your body. And it's the like wind, a sword. It's windy and it's crazy. Uh, so. <laughs> and now we're sitting here on this patio drinking. Yeah, I'm in a mimosas. t-shirt. Yeah, with the sun beaming down beautiful people all around us and like your happiness prevails man it's incredible man we got a good one we got a gift this time the dude abides the dude i just want the the rug tied the room together <laughs> thank you for yesterday i really appreciate that that was awesome thank you for coming jamie bestwick i had a blast jamie i hadn't met you yet i gotta hug this guy Sorry, I didn't mean to podcast. Future guest, Jamie Bestwick. So stoked. I got third in my age. I was yeah, I got fifty first and third in my age. And I, first I was, Olympian. <laughs> no, I'm not I, I, Olympic coach. First Olympic coach. <laughs> but it, it was brilliant. The course was amazing. It's so good. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, just the vibe of the race was it was like no other gravel race I've ever been to. 
so that was fact. definitely definitely the plan. <laughs> I have a question though. Yes. How the hell are you still alive? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Excuse me. Um. So we got done tearing down at about one. We had an after party at Stone Cloud, Stone Cloud Brewery that's not open yet, and I went to bed at two. Of course. And I woke up today at what would have been 7.30, but it was 8.30, yep. and I had a group ride to lead at 9. Nice. And I got, I, got, I got to ride in the group ride at like 9.30. I don't know, man. Love, love community. That's why I'm not dead right now. Well, you're an amazing human, Bobby. You are too, Jamie. I just want to say thank you. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Just let me know. Promise. I'll, I'll text you. Thank you, Jamie. We'll see you probably on the flight. <laughs> he sat right behind me on the flight. Um, speaking of flights, I have to jet to the airport. Yes. Give me the one-word summary now a half hour later. This must be the place. This must be the time. We only, we only get one chance. We only get one shot. We have no idea what the future holds, and we can't change the past. The present is all we have, <clears throat> and it's called a present also, right? Oh, that's good. So why not make the most of it? It's not about money. It's not about status. It's not about celebrity. It's not about setting something up for future times. It's about right now. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't paying attention to right now, you're missing out on everything because it's all you have. And that is the foundation for everything that we're doing in this town and at this race and with these beautiful people. And I swear up and down that this is still just the beginning. Thank you for being my friend, Ted. That's beautiful. Bobby, you've created something absolutely incredible in terms of the culture that surrounds a cycling event. It does not get any more real than we have here. There's no better words than that. Everything you just said is just poetry. So uh, for the benefit of making my flight, I'm going to take off. Yes. For the benefit of saving your voice, since it's already dead. Call me anytime. Um, anytime. Let's hang out anytime. Love it. Can we go to Girona? Oh, I'd be honored. Let's go to Spain. Please. Road trip. In a plane. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks so much, man. Love you. Thank you.